Hey everyone, Ryan here. Welcome to Summoner's Call. Just going to start this off with a quick note that we recorded this on Saturday, uh, just a few hours before the Fae channel arrived. And we uh, don't talk about it. We allude to the fact that we would get a Fae channel and the fact that Hero Fest would be cool if they came back. But uh, yeah, we, we recorded this before the Fae channel arrived. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to listen to the episode. We're not going to make reference to the Fae, Fae channel, even though it did come out uh, before we posted this. However, we are going to include a snippet of audio at the end of the show after our outro, our normal outro, from our friends from Two Lords Without Swords, another Fire Emblem podcast. They're actually recording later than normal. They're recording uh, as of this recording Sunday night. So they're going to talk about the Fae channel. They're going to provide the audio of that here. So enjoy that. Check out Two Lords Without Swords. And then we'll be back next week to discuss you know, the, the relevant the relevant information that is uh, present in the Faye channel that we can talk about a week late. So it's kind of funny doing a, doing a podcast about a live game. We should be used to this by now, but this, this one felt especially egregious uh, with, with such a, a large Faye channel. I really wish they'd go back to announcing these ahead of time, and then we could pivot as necessary. But alas, this is the reality, so enjoy the segment at the end of the show from Two Lords Without Swords. And we will be back next week to discuss uh, our thoughts on the Fae channel and the new special heroes and all that fun stuff. So enjoy. Happy summoning. Talk to you next week. Well, talk to you in a little bit. Show's coming up. Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. It's been quite a week. Yeah. Crazy at work, but not too bad. That's good. Well, I'm glad. A little, I'm glad. little behind-the-scenes info. I only got to the Cinder Shadows chapter earlier today, but I did manage to get it done. As long as it's done before we record, then no one's the wiser, right? And I hope everyone is enjoying Cinder Shadows. Let's uh, jump in here because we got a long, speaking of long-awaited, we got a long-awaited arrival to the game. And uh, yeah, so we've got the weekly, let's start with the banners, I should say. Weekly Revival Banner 21 running right now. A sketchy summer is until the 6th of August. Heroes Light and shadow uh until the 7th of august oversee memories until the 8th of august heroes with rouse skills until the 10th of august and then working our way back we've got mythic hell running until the 6th and norian summer until the 12th so a lot of summer banners to choose from and a brand new mythic banner to summon on and eddie you did some summoning and i want to know how it went uh, yeah, of course, I dove into the banner looking for hell, and I got hell early on with my first summon being a pathetic archer. Well, I mean, apathetic archer, uh, who decided to chase me around for a good bit. Uh, but uh, since I was focusing on green, not surprising that Python would be popping up. Uh, based off of Discord, I was summoning colorless as my back backup and had quite a journey early on. Uh, and in a no green, in a... Blah, 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 in a ring with no greens, I did get a Layla, um, followed by a ring or two later with a Thrasir, there to explain to me that she had no intention of letting me near her boss. She emphasizes shortly after by appearing twice in the same ring on me. I actually just posted that to Discord a few minutes ago, so if you want to see that, uh, you know, got double Thrasirs on one ring. Uh, after wow. that, Edelgard popped up uh, three times uh, with an error in between them. Followed by a fallen corn, another Thrasir, and two Laylas. Uh, or, sorry, and another Thrasir. Two Laylas later, I did manage to get Hell. And boy, did she put me through Hell to get her. Well, I don't know. Uh, a couple Thrasirs, a couple Edder Guards. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's all its all some great stuff. It's all stuff I already had, too. And, you know, I'm not that worried about plus sending them, although I'm getting closer. That's cool. Uh, well, Love to say after this, I'm not going to buy orbs anytime soon, but next banner is Special Heroes, and I know me well enough not to make false promises. Yeah, so next, so the next banner being Special Heroes, any any guess? Like, it's not more Summer Heroes, obviously. It's, 
could be the Dancer Heroes. Uh, they, I think they did Dancer Heroes at the beginning of August past two years. It was the um, Hoshiden Festival, I think, with Dancer Ryoma, who we'll mention here shortly, because uh, he's coming to Ephemera. But, okay, you know. cool. Well, Dancing Heroes, more of those, please. Uh, for it, me, it might be something else. I can't remember what they did last year for sure, if it was the Dancing Banner or not. Well, they, like, it, it, uh, I feel like there was an, a later one for performing arts, like it was September-ish type. From, yeah. You know? The, like, the first performing arts was September. It was uh, August for the second one, and then I think the um, Berkut Renea one was also September, I think. So I can't remember what they did early August last year. Might have just been a normal banner, and they didn't do special heroes in August last year. So for me, uh, I didn't summon on the mythic banner and i mean we're going to talk about i'll probably save most of my thoughts on hell for when we talk about hell uh later on in the show but i just uh i don't know i just i didn't i didn't pull uh the trigger i kind of i've kind of moved past my screamo phase and Mm -hmm. i love that i will say this i love that they they rolled that back out again and i and i feel like okay this is the last time (laughs) we'll hear it hopefully watch, watch book five be back to hell uh, maybe i don't know <laughs> or or no i guess it was book three so book six um however since you did skip hell are you gonna try one more time for dorothea or are you not gonna risk disappointment i don't know i've got a hundred and some odd orbs together and i know i'm not going so here's the thing the uh the brave heroes banner in august is going to be all three houses characters and i do love the three houses characters are very fresh in my mind so i'm kind of thinking to myself that i don't know i don't know if i should save my orbs for the for the brave heroes i don't know if i should just try to get dorothea because there's a chance could get dorothea like early on but it's a it's it's a crapshoot at this point i have no idea um yeah well if you don't use those orbs on dorothea we do have a couple banners coming out this week uh, we, as well as a bound hero battle with Tiki and Nagi, uh, that has a banner coming with it on the third. There's a set of three heroes quests on the fourth. Uh, the Tempest Trials for the next Tempest Trials uh, login bonus and a banner with it is coming out on the fifth, as well as that special heroes banner we mentioned uh, coming up is coming out on the seventh uh, with a login bonus going with it. And on the 8th is the Tempest Trials related to that banner coming out. So got a handful of things coming up in the coming week before we next record. Uh, however, this past week, with the Three Houses anniversary anniversary having happened, uh, Anime Impulse uh, released a bunch of videos with the Three, uh, house, three Houses voice actors, uh, with a whole bunch of them. Um, which a couple of them are linked in Discord. Well, just one of them I've linked in Discord, as well as a uh, fan-made cosplay that goes through most, if not all, of the Three Houses characters. That was the was brush challenge kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. That was the brush challenge thing. It looked cool. So It, it was quite cool. A lot of those were amazing cosplay. Yeah. So... Good stuff. Well, we'll throw some links into the show notes, and I'll pull those out of the Discord. But if you want to jump on the Discord, that's you're more than welcome. They're they're in there, and they are fresh. Uh, we, before we get to hell, we do have an update coming to the game, and it is going to be version. Uh, oh gosh, what is it? Four point eight. I'm guessing. I, I think it. I feel like four point eight is right. But Sounds about right. It, yep, four point eight nailed it. Uh, and what we're gonna get in it is the usual stuff of. Uh, well, first of all, here's the usual stuff. You've got your building upgrades for Mjolnir and uh, AR. So uh, and then uh, new songs for Resort. So that's also fun. Heroic Grails. You're gonna get Gangrel and Riss. So you can go after those folks. Riss, Reese, whatever you wanna call them. And then. Ephemera 5 star, you've got Base Tana and Dancer Ryoma. As the 4 star, you're going to have Kane, Laszlo, Bantu, Sabaki, and Roderick. Finally, Weapon Upgrades, Legion, Cecilia, and Sasuna, as well as a Refine for Shiro. Now, those are the normal stuff. Now we get into the couple of quality life features that they're adding, including uh, a minor addition to the field in 
uh, Ether Resort, where they are adding new ingredients, tomatoes to plant, and spices slash gourmet spices to randomly get from Faye, and recipes to make them. Eddie, are you excited about tomatoes? Because I have not touched this. I haven't touched the field either, other than the first one, you know, first week or two. So mm-hmm. it doesn't affect me, but it's I don't it's new recipes to make with those things, and I don't think it's preset recipes. I think it's like build and figure it out what things will create what. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't touched it. So I mean, there you go. You're gonna have tomatoes. I mean, maybe we'll pop in at least to to see what that is. But uh, we've also uh, tomatoes. There should definitely bring Leo in. And apparently, he's obsessed with tomatoes. He does That's love tomatoes. News we found out after the game came out, <laughs> or maybe it was in the game somewhere. I never saw it. Yeah, he's always putting tomatoes on his sandwiches and everything. Just tomatoes, 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 tomatoes. Uh, second coming up, we are getting a summoning event category icon, which will uh, be up on the left of the banner title on the summon screen. There are so many, uh, there are going to be many categories and, uh, some are obvious and some are like really weird. Like the, uh, special double special heroes is the special heroes icon, but it's got a little like hand grabby thing mm-hmm. on it. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I personally would have just slapped a big old two on top of it and called it a day, but I guess maybe you can't do that with localization. It might be a, not a, not as easy solution. So I, I think, yeah. This is why I don't design the icons. Uh, so, But you can check out the full list in-game or on Serene's Forest. Check out the show notes. We'll have a link for you. And, I mean, uh, the, yeah. The positive little bit from that news is it looks like they haven't given up on Hero Fests yet. Yeah. Because they're putting an icon for it, even though I don't think they've had one in I don't know how long. I'm not sure. I, I think the icons are interesting in that they will provide new players an idea of uh, of of what these banners are and what they may represent and i think that's that's exciting for new players i don't know about uh re- like current players if like they know what a banner is they know which banner it is and they can kind of glean that if they're following the news but for fo- you know more casual folks and newer players that are just sort of wanting to understand what everything is this is a cool sort of little icon way of of showcasing uh what each banner is i think it's a good addition it's light but uh it's it's a welcome addition and uh, finally the last big one is that when downloading data it will now give an estimated finish time there are other small changes and bug fixes as well including sharina invading more and more of the game with her learn sharina stuff it's uh it's very interesting that sharina is just so into teaching that she just she's one of those teachers that gets up in your face and like no you're going to know exactly who this person is and why they're important, even though you have no interest in them. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But I'm not sure it's not so much of that. It's just more that I forget the exact places it's going to be, but it's going to be a button for learn with Sharina popping up in more and more places. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me I can try and pull it up quickly, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not really that important. It's very minor. And I mean, if you've been looking for more learn with Sharina, you'll be able to, You'll be able to see more of that in-game, or at least uh, buttons for it. And uh, yeah, this is a very light update. I I don't recall, like, what was the last major update we had? Like, it was was a while ago. I guess Hall of Forms comes to mind, but that that even seems far away. There's got to be, there was another one. I'm already forgetting it. Well, Mjolnir Rush or Mjolnir Strike was probably one. Mjolnir Strike, and there was a fairly big one back in... April, May, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily a new event, but or there was resonant battles with the resident heroes. That oh yes, that was added. fairly recent. So yeah, I think that was yeah. I think you're right. That was May June timeframe. So yeah, okay, we've we've had a new edition, but um, so this is a this is a lighter one. I'd I'd expect a Fey channel mid August to to deal with the brave heroes. That seems to be a safe bet. Although we'll yep, see brave, with... brave heroes and half year celebration to go with them. So mm-hmm. yeah, exciting stuff. August. Yeah. Looking forward. To uh, it. However, welcome to mythic hell. We have the new banner uh, with hell as the um, new mythic hero on that banner with her are legendary Ike, legendary Roy and mythic Altina on red, legendary Fjorm, legendary Tiki and Fiora on blue. Uh, joining Hell on Green are Thrasir and Edelgard, as I mentioned earlier. 
and colorless are Mythic Air, Fallen Corn, female version, and Layla. Uh, so we have Hell, Death Sovereign. The ruler of Hell, the realm of death for the world of Zenith, finally joins the game as the green axe flying dark defense mythic hero. She wields Hell's Reaper, which neutralizes effective against flying bonuses. It also calculates damage based on a uh, based on the foe's res resistance if they use anything other than magic or staves, as well as having Miracle built into her weapon. Which, if you don't remember, Miracle is where if she has more than one hit point, uh, any attack that would drop her to zero hit points will instead only drop her to one hit point. Um, if I remember correctly, a double attack should kill her, but maybe it's just, um, you know, just the entire combat she'll survive it. Her, myth is, her mythic skill is Inevitable Death, which debuffs foes within two spaces of her by four to all four of the main stats, attack, defense, speed, and resistance during combat. Uh, she does not have any other new skills, but does have Luna, Distant Counter, and Ingrid's new skill that, uh, of guard bearing as well. Hmm. So Interesting, yeah. Uh, I have not done like a lot of, obviously a lot of research with this one because uh, I, I've, I've stayed away from the banner, but I will say... Uh, they nailed they nailed her art right like it's really okay i'll say this i might be done with the book three screamo stuff but i i dig that look of um you know the the see-through the translucent skin and seeing the skeleton underneath and she embodies that in such a way that is so rad and mm-hmm. i can't believe we didn't see this coming last week when we talked about resplendent robin right because it's kind of perfect to have resplendent robin yeah. come out and then and then announce hell like it makes sense in hindsight but you know it hasn't been you know it hasn't been like every time there's a askrin hero we get a asker mythic that month no but you know so. it's it's just it's been it, well i mean what i would say that though is that we haven't had a resplendent hell version and we haven't had mythic hell and i you are absolutely correct in that it's uh it's it's totally coincidence um but still still a rad thing to see i think i she, she oh, yeah. they had to add her to the game at some point but it, that's it, what we thought and that's what we've been thinking for a while but the longer it took the less certain i what we were you know or i was yeah so. well it's just it just seemed odd that they've waited this long honestly like oh yeah they got all the book two hero, uh, you know, characters out pretty quickly. They didn't even give, um, what's his name? Uh, Surtur, the legendary status. No. Yeah. Poor guy. Although we did defeat him. So, <laughs> you know, he wasn't that legendary. <laughs> hell was, a, yeah. hell was a bit of a pain to take down. So I'll give her that in terms of, uh, in terms of her long wait, wait to, or her, our long wait to get her in the mythic, uh, sort of rundown but i i think she certainly deserved mythic status and that she was uh, oh, yeah. very the ones difficult that i was more questionable about getting mythic status were thrasir and leaf but yeah when well, they put thrasir as a mythic it was like oh i guess it's guaranteed that they're coming as mythics at some so. point yeah no i think she looks she looks really good now have you had a chance to try her out or the you just got her before we literally started I, recording got her earlier in the week but uh work's been hectic i've been distracted by uh, games on my Switch and driving uh, sports ball teams around. So there you go. Uh, it's yeah, it's really cool to see her added. And it was you know you 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 had to they had to bring back the sc- the screamo, which was of course <laughs> typical of of that book. But I will say of her art, like her no. her attack. Uh, no, her special attack. It's just she's got these like really like these creepy looking purple skeletons coming out, and mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. Honestly, the art almost makes it worth a loan to summon her because it is it just it embodies that that uh, that that hell artwork so, so well. Not to pour water on your uh, fire of enjoyment of her art. Uh, pretty sure, unless it's unless they I can get confirmation that it's changed. This is the same art she had when we were fighting her. Yeah, but now you can own that art. Those JPEGs yes. are now yours, man. Yes, you can now own that art. And 
but it does kind of make sense that it would embody it because it's, you know, the art she's had from the start. True. Well, I forgot. So sue me. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You're right. Obviously, this is this character's already been in the game. I don't know. I'm kind of like, yes. Only as an enemy before now, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm tripping over myself for something we've had or at least experienced for quite a while. But And, And it is now a chance to actually look into more detail at it. Which, you know, before you just had a flash of it as you as you were fighting her or she was fighting you. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Now you can now you can look at it whenever you want in the game and you don't have to go back and play those story chapters. But no, uh, you just have to summon her. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's her or Dorothea. Which one which one do I go after? I'm having yeah. a choice paralysis here, so well, if you're thinking you might go ahead and skip her this month, uh, she will be returning in October, as will Edelgard and Air also be returning in October. In November, Tiki will be coming back. In December, we'll get Thrasir coming around again. And then we move into next year, as if it that'll actually happen, depending on the, the way this year's going. Uh, in January 2021, Roy and Ike will be returning. And in February of 2021, Altina and Fjorm will be returning returning nice yeah you know what october doesn't feel like far away so maybe maybe i pause on hell and and come back to her because again having her alongside edelgard again um this is legendary edelgard right like oh of course it is yes Um, yes these are the i only worried about the mythic and legendaries because if you're not mythic or legendary we have no clue how soon you'll ever pop up if ever again and i just had a I had a brain fart there. So it, yeah, ignore me. Um, but yeah, it's exciting that Edelgard will come back at the same time because in turn, that's kind of why I always pause. I sometimes pause on mythic and legendary banners to kind of fill out the roster a little bit so that my pity breaks. Mm-hmm. I'm focusing on a specific hero. I'm, I'm able to get some good out of it. And because I'm just collecting heroes, you know, um, and, and playing, I mean, legendary, don't get me wrong, legendary Edelgard is amazing. And if you are not using her for everything, uh, that's, uh, you gotta put her in your roster. She's amazing. Um, but I think it's a good pairing to have hell and Edelgard in the same banner again. So if, if, uh, in October there's another green hero, um, and hell is the perfect, uh, hero to have return in October, just in time for Halloween and all her skeletons. Exactly. Ooh, I love it. That's perfect. I mean, we need... We need some of those, uh, we need some, speaking of Halloween, this is going a bit further down the rabbit hole, but uh, we need, uh, we need some, some death characters for Halloween. I feel like they could, they could have some fun with that. Um, just sort Who of knows? Them. Maybe we'll see uh, more involved uh, than the resplendent uh, death version in this Halloween. Mm-hmm. Anyway, be really cool. outfit for some characters. Yeah. I look forward to it. I mean, Halloween is really around the corner, but I don't want to necessarily, uh, you know, skip August because we do have the Brave Heroes coming, which I'm excited about. Uh, all right, folks, let's jump into the Outroam Gate. That's going to do it for uh, Faye. Welcome, Hell. Hope you're having a great time. Uh, try the veal. Let's go into the Outroam Gate and let's talk about Cindered Shadows, which we are playing for Game Club. And yeah, it's going to be, it's been a fun ride. It's been great to be back in Three Houses. And not to delay any further, I'll just read this story summary, and we're going to get into Chapter 2, What Lies Beneath. Our heroes from the surface join forces with the Ashen Wolves, who have hatched a plan on how to deal with the mercenaries while not raising the ire of the church. Luring the mercenaries into a large chamber of abyss, we take out groups of mercenaries one by one. Appearing near the end of the conflict is the Death Knight. You're asked to ignore his presence by the game, I should mention. And focus on the mercenaries, but at the end of the map, Edelgard does look a little frustrated with his appearance. Wrapping up, we are introduced to Alfric, a supporter of Abyss and high-ranking priest. Now, I had a question mark here because I kind of forgot. He is—he—he he might not be a priest, but he's certainly high-ranking in the church. Like he's—yeah, he's up there. I don't know if they specify his class or what class, if any, he has. Mm-hmm. Whether priest, bishop, or cleric, or whatever you would call it. Uh, definitely don't mention it in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, so I just I had a question mark there, but he is high up in the church, and we get that sense from his introduction. But the most important part here from a story perspective is that Byleth is specifically interested in Alfred because Alfred knew Geralt and his mother when she was alive. And I correct me if I'm wrong, we don't have to talk about it right now, 
but is, uh, is does it take part in chapter two or three when you have that conversation with uh, with Elfric about about your mother? Because there is a there is some cutscenes there, or not cutscenes, but dialogue, it's I should say. Technically, chapter three. Okay, so all, we'll save all, that. All that I've had is um, him referencing that he knew Gerald. He grew up in the church and knew Arliss's mother, but uh, doesn't go any deeper into that. The way I've been doing it, I stop when I hit the new chapter save point when it says okay. new chapter on the save. So I'm always paranoid. The to running jump around, yeah, the running around abyss uh, is takes place after as part of chapter three. Okay. Well, then we we I I failed to mention the running around of abyss before this, so there was there yes. was some of that in chapter two. It's yeah. technically our first introduction to uh, some some of the connecting tissues between our ash and wolves characters and the characters we brought along um, speaking of running around the best what did you think of the fact that once you've talked to everyone it says you've done talk you're done talking to everyone you want to go straight to the battle did it did it not do that in the main game but i did like nope. it yeah the main game oh yeah uh, in the, the main, main game, game might do it when you use up all your professor points but since you don't have to worry about professor points here you know yeah no, I do remember with professor points, it would it would boot, it would say, "Hey, you're done. Uh, do you want to head out?" So yeah, I, I I do remember that, and I yeah, I, it's really nice that it does that in this in this version. If you haven't used the merchants, you can tell it no, you don't want to do that. But mm-hmm. if you don't need to talk to the merchants anymore, this is a great way to hop straight to the next battle once you've gotten all the details. Mm-hmm. No, it was really well, and I loved. I loved the conversations we got to have. We learned more about Balthus and Hilda and their connections, so that was good. Yep. And what was it? Edelgard. Edelgard and one of the unhappy, maybe? No, there was another connection. I think it was Ash and... Uh, yeah, and... Ash was in a room on his own. He introduced you to the um, scrap heap where you can get random items to repair and or mm-hmm. upgrade or forge yeah i thought it was like hey i found he, the he garbage might be heap. chatting with someone in chapter two but I in chap- or in chapter three in chapter two he's just standing in the trash room telling you to pick up the trash yeah it's like dude i'm the teacher you pick up the trash <laughs> like you're telling your prof- hey professor there's a bunch of trash around you can pick it up and repair it if you want i was well, like uh what? It's a little more like that it's more like you know some of these are actually useful weapons we might be able to use and I know. I'm, just... I'm playing on normal. If you're playing on hard, those extra weapons might actually be far more useful than, you know, might be more limited gear. Mm-hmm. Also, at the start of each chapter so far, you've had your uh, Sword of the Creator repaired, which is nice. Yes, which is automatic, which which is really good because it's a powerhouse, that weapon, especially in the fact that it can, it yeah. can counter from afar and attack from afar if needed. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah I enjoyed the interactions with the characters I I I hope Abyss gets a little more stuff in it as we move forward because right now it's like what do you mean by a little more stuff I just it it feels empty in what I can do in comparison to the main game like yeah I can go to the trash heap I can talk to all the people there's some merchants but it just didn't feel like there was you're gonna be disappointed during Cinder Shadows okay well I and I'm glad we got that out of the way. They, they, you know, Cinder Shadows is kind of a curated story. Mm-hmm. It's very limited. And um, in the main game, now that Abyss should be unlocked for you, you can actually uh, unlock a bunch of extra things down there. But that's the main game where you have professor points to spend on the things or renown or money to spend and a lot more to do. Okay. Here they're just kind of giving you story and dropping hints and stuff uh, between chapters. So. Okay. Well then, yeah, I guess I'm. I'll have to live with that. I, I think my. Yeah, I think my favorite person to talk to in chapter two is the little girl who says, "I told Yuri I want to be him, be like him, the other day, and he said, don't ever say something like that.' And so I told Ballas, I don't." do not want to be like him. And he said, then your life will be boring. So what do they want me to do? Oh, they want you to be like someone who lives in, in, uh, in, in some sort of crypt, yeah. right? I think it's more of the people she actually said it to. Yeah. 
Yuri's like, I am not a good moral model. Do not follow me. Baltus, you know, who thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread or sliced enemies, uh, wants everyone to be like him. He does have the washboard like abs so. hanging out. Like he's he's not afraid to to loosen the buttons. <laughs> like it's he's got a, like a high top shirt too, and he's just running around with his uh, with his with his washboard out. It's you yeah. know he he is a very confident character, and yeah, I I liked walking around and kind of talking to all the new characters. That that's where I was most interested. I feel like a lot of those characters are holding back outside of some that had a personal connection to the characters you brought along, like specifically hilda and i got the most from balthus with his conversations yes. with hilda we also got to figure out what um balthus and uh yuri's crets are if you did a bit of research oh i did not do a bit of research if you look at their gear uh you know yuri has a relic that requires the crest of aubin and balthus has a relic that requires the crest of chevalier so while they're all their crests are listed as mystery crests. Yeah, they kind of gave away which one those two have. When you when you look at the battle too, it, it was a fairly straightforward map. But I can say this: I really felt like we were starting to experience um, the fact that these encounters were going to be difficult and ramp ramp up quickly. Because one of the things that Cindered Shadows is is billed as is is a harder um, experience, right? And I mean, with only seven chapters, and this is being the second one, I already felt that because you were presented with a lot of enemies, you were separated at the beginning, and it did not forgive you when you took care of one group of mercenaries and the other showed up. And if you had any characters at a place, you were going to run into into issues, like if they had already moved and they were stuck within the path of a, another group, right? And oh yeah, yeah, I actually had a risk like that. Like, um, I was making good use of Claude's. Uh, mount and dismount options and so i had claude you know dismounted for one battle and then as i was clearing out a group of bad guys i mounted him up and shot a guy and then flew him a little further back and finished out that section and a archer came within range of him it's like oh that's fun luckily i had enough extra guys to get rid of that archer i think i used um constance and her bolting to smack him down yeah that bolting came in handy but you only had two shots so you had to be uh unless her crest triggered but yep oh yes no i did, never did unfortunately for me uh i i yeah, i thought that. i used up my last shot and then i realized oh she has another shot i guess her crest triggered because i believe her crest does not use an uh, use of magic mm, cool now i I'm I'll say this like I I have not dug into the crest system it's something that I never did in the main game and I mean as you're explaining to me right now um clearly I've I've missed out because there are these sweet bonuses well, where it's not really something you dig into it's something certain characters have or don't have and sometimes it benefits you sometimes it decides to be nice and stupid and use a skill on the second attack when the enemy's not going to counterattack anyway <laughs> I just meant like uh, you have you have to look for it if you don't know what it does. Like it doesn't like flash up. It flashes up on screen it, and tells you the crest. It flashes but... up on screens. It tells you the crest, but it doesn't matter if you know what it does or not. It still gives you that bonus. Just and trying to rely on it might be foolish because it is random. True. Like I said, um, Yuri's crest will prevent counterattacks if he's attacking with a weapon. So that's one you might want to look at because you know if you attack with a weapon, it might trigger. However, I think every time I've ever seen that crest trigger is on the second attack. And it's like, they're not counterattacking anymore. They already counterattacked. They don't get two counterattacks. It, it does a, Yeah, it does that to me on crits, too. It's like, I, I hit him, I don't kill him, then I crit him for the two hit points he has left. Really? You yeah, you should have just done that at the beginning. What are you doing now, kid? Yeah, two attacks when you could have just taken him out in one if you had critted the first time? Yeah. That's just randomness. It, random is as random does, and this game certainly has that in uh, in in a, in a bookshelf of random old dusty books. It's it was a cool map. I think now let's talk about this a little bit. The Death Knight showing up, he mm -hmm. he shows up. You you really don't have much of anything to do with him, but yeah, I'm wondering. I I didn't even touch him. He didn't get close enough. I finished off the mercenaries before he even he even got 
in my backyard. But Edelgard's response, and obviously if you played the main game, you know you know a little bit about that connection, but it's still this, like, it's still a connection that is weathered, I guess I should say. Like, it's, it's a... It's but, not... Hmm. I don't know how to say it's it. It's a complicated connection where, if I recall correctly, in the main game... Uh, side question. Do we want to go full... Sp- full spoilers for the main game or not we're kind of on the edge of them but I, yeah we are um gosh i, mean, I don't know it's, it's been spoiled in Faye, so oh well then yeah we can oh yeah if you're talking about yeah, that legendary emperor and yes legendary edelgard straight up tells you that edelgard is the flame emperor yeah and at the end of chapter two when you defeat the bandits the uh, edelgard loans the death knight to those who sit in the shadows or whatever uh, you know, those who walk in the shadows, whatever their name is. Beneath so behind. right now, during this point in the story, the Death Knight's not fully under her control. I think if she were to tell him to stop listening to them, you know, reveal herself and tell him to stop listening to them, he would listen to her over them. But, you know, so I think the nuisance she's referring to there is not him specifically, but the fact that... uh what is it, Dalos or whatever sent him down there? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So or he let so him he, roam free. I don't yeah. know which. Yeah. So he being there is is a nuisance because she didn't specifically send uh, send him, which is yeah. So okay. Yeah, I mean, she she lent him to the those who sit in the shadows or whatever their name is. It's been a while. Um you know, uh, of which Solon and Koronya are part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's the only, I mean, to, and that could be just me reading into things, but otherwise the main story doesn't make sense with, you know, her encountering him during the Rite of Remembrance and the... Uh, chase for Flynn, although she's not down there for that one. Okay, but I, her I, not her definitely. I don't think she would have sent at him after Flynn. It was those who, yeah, the bad guys, the other bad guys. Okay, interesting. No, I could I, be misremembering. I could be just reading things that aren't there. Sorry, what were you saying? I was just, I was just gonna say, I, I thought it was funny to see him pop up because I, I honestly just didn't anticipate that. And yeah. I, my question becomes like, is this a, is this just a random thing or is he going to pop back up? How is this going to connect to the main game? Like, I'm interested to see where this goes. I don't think he pops back up again. It's been a while. I could be wrong, but I mean, I think it could be that he was sent after us or it could be exactly what he said is that, you know, he wants to taste the sword that you got in the, you know, during the Rite of Remembrance. Right, because you had just got the sword. Is that the idea? I, th- I believe that's... In the... theory? I yeah. mean, the, the game is very ephemeral on where exactly in, in you know, in the main game this is taking place. Because mm-hmm. it definitely feels like it would be more than a single day. Uh, this first section might be all the course of one day, but later sections feel like more time might have gone by Mm -hmm. could be wrong could be right after each other and you know it's definitely after chapter four i think it is when you get the sword or maybe it's chapter five that you get the sword but it's definitely before the stuff that changes your hair color so theoretically certain other characters that will never appear in this side story uh but are referenced should appear but they don't Mm mm-hmm yeah. Well, I, I again, it was really great to see him pop up and it was it was random that he was there and I wonder if there's a bonus to defeating him. I I didn't get I uh, get try. the crescent sickle. Oh. Is that something what is that what does it's, that do? It's a lance that he carries. I think you get it if you defeat him in the main game at one point or eventually at near the end when you defeat him for the final time. 
Yeah, so crescent sickle is a lance, uh, as you just said, uh, known as the Psy of Sorail. Okay, I want to know what it does. Uses a special repair material that might cause poison. I don't remember for sure, but it does say it's a lance. Yeah. I was gonna try and grab it from him, but um, the mercenaries were too eager to die and ran themselves into Claude and Byleth and killed themselves. The last two I had left alive, so I could try and run up there and get them. Hmm. No, it, it, I I didn't bother with him, but it was really cool to see him. I'm glad he popped up, and I'm I'm interested. And it was yeah. it was a nice nod to have Edelgard directly respond to it. I thought that was nice for us players who who know a little bit more about the main story. So that was fun. Uh, Maybe that is yeah, deep down the feeling she has about him. You know. Yeah. about him chasing after a stronger opponent all the time it wouldn't surprise me she seems like she seems like a character that's not afraid to to share her uh her discontent with somebody right like she's not afraid to let everyone know uh let people know what she's thinking which which is both good and and bad in in instances of fire emblem uh three houses that's gonna do it for cinder shadows this week we will return once again next week with chapter three of cindered shadows and our uh, long-running game club series so please if you're playing alongside us i hope you're enjoying the return to fire emblem three houses because i am doing just that i'm enjoying it all right uh let's wrap this bad boy up uh let's talk about where you can find us visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay email the show fay at gamersinpodcast.com Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at rmurphy, Eddie's at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're probably wondering. Wait, you're you're not Ryan. You're, you're not Eddie. Surprise. Hello, uh, it's Gordon, aka Opera Seven O Seven from the Fire Emblem Discord, uh, and this is my best friend Neil. He's here. Hello. Hello. Uh, he is Lord Underscore Nero in the chat, uh, and this is our podcast, Two Lords About Swords, that we do every week where we have completely different takes on Fire Emblem and Nintendo stuff. And, yeah. well, my idea was that I sent, uh, basically this morning at work, I was like, hey, uh, I know you guys missed the Faye channel, and I feel kind of bad about that. And ironically, we usually record Saturdays too, but we pushed it back a day. And so now we could talk about the Faye channel. Yeah. So how about <laughs> if I send you my audio of us talking about the fairy channel and then you could tack that on in the episode so he liked that so hello summoners call listeners uh welcome to an episode of two lords about swords where we're gonna be chatting about that fey channel indeed and yeah very be, exciting fey channel <laughs> it'll be it'll be i mean it was decent like i'm not gonna yeah. lie it was uh very they different didn't, uh dump on like some game mode that's just something we already have <laughs> yeah so ooh resonant or not resonance battle uh yeah resonance battles or uh oh i remember uh molnir strike or, oh like, boy oh. the thing that oh boy. kind of shows on for three weeks and then disappears yeah yeah so uh we might as well hop right into it the first thing that they show us is a banner to summon orbs on or spend orbs on i guess uh it, it, it's a it's a new seasonal banner and i like this a lot more than the dancers i'm not gonna lie this yep. is great this is great um real quick before we like get in characters neil and i have very different takes um the best way to describe it is that i'm the casual here and Neil's the hardcore player yeah uh, but i'm also a hipster so take <laughs> everything we say with a grain of salt so uh, anyways the first character we get who, he's colorless, I just realized. Okay. Yep, he's colorless. Colorless so. flyer, beast flyer, our third beast alt, by the way. 
Uh, to Barn, he looks oh, basically okay. the same. Like I was like, wait, he like just a bit of a pirate outfit. I guess <laughs> like, he he looks he's got almost the same. Cloth, but yeah, kind of we actually don't know the skills yet, except for some. So, uh, like Tabarin, we don't. He know. has heavy blade four in the A slot, uh, yeah. attack smoke in the C slot. Uh, I believe special is gale force. His weapon does have special cooldown count minus one, and likely something that gives him follow ups. Um, he does have a new B slot, which we can assume to be flyer exclusive and is likely some kind of reverse desperation. Judging oh, by what we be... saw in the combat. That would be nice. If that's the case, uh, Alincia got very good. <laughs> yeah. Anyone with a brave weapon got very good that is a flyer. So, yeah, that can be scary. Um, mm -hmm. And him being colorless makes him an absolute monster. Tavarn was already a monster when he was red. So I'm scared. I oh no! I'm I'm. Remember all those Tabarns you'd see in like Aetherade's defense that would just yeah. fly over Gale Force, and then you have to use a like uh, a ladder. Maybe that's why they added one extra ladder use in this coming up. <laughs> this guy shows up, and I don't think anyone lives two rounds of combat. I'm no. just gonna say that. I uh, so... I specifically brought Gordon to my assault when Tabarn was like a Finn. So, uh, I might have to bring him back. So, the meme unit is coming back. It'll I mean, his refund is good, so... Yep, true, true. Uh, next unit on the banner. Um, personally, we are very excited for this character. Uh, Bridget from Fire Major. Emblem Genealogy of the Holy... Right, Bridget? Yeah, that's her name? Yeah, it is Bridget from Genealogy of the Holy War. Yeah, yeah. Gen 1, uh, like, I think she's final unit that actually joins your team yeah um, i believe so the right? other well i think she joins at the exact same time as tiltiu and claude so i guess technically not but they all join the exact same the exact time. same time so yeah she was always the one that i kind of forgot about because tiltiu <laughs> was right there even though she gets a legendary so. yeah <laughs> true not here though nope the pulse weapon abound uh, so she is a red bow infantry, so there's like three of, of them now or something, so she has to compete against uh, Ingrid, Irene. Not having a perf isn't going to do much, but she does have a very solid uh, stat spread, and she comes with what is probably going to be called Steady Impact, yeah. which is yeah. previously only seen on Blazing Durandal's refine. Uh, it's likely going to give her 7 speed and 10 defense and prevent a follow-up attack from the foe. And uh, Pulse Smoke. So, Ooh. I guess Earth Command Plus is there, too. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, um, I guess what she has is a decent stat spread. Um, kind of a shame that it's just a plus variant on the weapon, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's a good bow. I mean, we just got Coral Bow from Joshua, which who is also a red bow. So if it's better than that, then okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was a very good bow. So uh, brings the Holy War alt count still to free because <laughs> she technically out of nowhere. Yeah, but... she still technically isn't in the game. So rippy dip. Uh, actually, that brings me to I mean, like. Even though she this is probably going to look better than her original version, this art. Is, oh, oh, this art is gorgeous. It makes her look very young, but yes. it is very good art. Yeah, yeah, it does make her look young, but I guess that's what... I mean, they did that with, like, uh, Lachesis as well, so I guess all the girls from Gen 1 are just looking younger. They're just... I mean, tell Tiu... <laughs> They're all just going to be childs now. <laughs> tell Tiu looks the same, like, I guess. I mean, tell Tiu was kind of... Young out of the younger ones, I think, yeah. as well, wasn't I think so? Fair enough, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited for Bridget, but thank uh, not thankfully, but uh, sadly, she will be in the five star pool, and I'll be kind of and, and red, so um, <laughs> yeah, we don't like red here. Being a red archer, like red archer, used to be like, oh, that's cool, now we have like five or six, so it's like, can we get like a different color 
well, maybe not green, but could we get like a blue infantry or maybe put them on a horse? Yeah. I think we only have green bow archers. There isn't a blue or red. Nope. And then I'm pretty sure the blue uh, infantry are Krom and Lucina, which are both legendaries. And then for green, I think it's just Lin. Like legendary Lin. Oh, yes, my favorite. Is it good? <laughs> My favorite unit in the Fire Emblem Heroes game is Legendary Lin. Yo, she's, she's so good. Speed tactic. With her... Yeah, and her defensive personal skill <laughs> with, like, zero defense. Anyways. Yeah. Next on this non-existent banner, but will probably come out shortly. Geese from... I think it's the seven. Oh, seven? Okay, yeah. From FE6. So we should be getting a trailer soon, I guess. Ooh. Uh, yeah, he looks great. By the way, I, I, it's amazing. Yeah, um, I'm hyped for this. Guy. Of course, well, love geese. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you use geese, right? Yeah, he's not a good unit. But... Is he a mercenary? No, he's a pirate. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense why he's here. The... <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, fun fact: this guy is your four-star focus. I'm sorry. Yeah, there, there's, I'm pretty sure they didn't say it, but it's it's like guaranteed. Uh, so his A slot is fire. Boost. Yeah, you you look at his skills when they drag up geese. He's got fire boost. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got the same skill set as like Summer's <laughs> like, from year one. One of them's five star locked. I know they both have infantry. Pulse. Bring back Summer Xander to the four star pool, you cowards. He does. <laughs> The only difference is Summer Xander has, I think, comes with Bonfire, and he comes with Repo. <laughs> so this guy's better. I think he's blue, so he's better, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, he is going to be one of the, basically, the easiest plus 10 blue Lance Infantry in the new generation. Yes. Because before, um, before Anna, uh, Apotheosis Anna, was Ephraim, but he doesn't really count because he's not in the normal pool. And then Shiro. Woo! So, yeah. that's a flashback. That guy got snapped. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that on TOWS proper, but uh, Shiro is one of those units that just kind of is forgettable. Exists. exists. Um, but the only thing you have to look forward to for Geese is his weapon may be good. Maybe, yeah. That's Maybe. about it. Yeah. Uh, um, solid stat spread, but he's a seasonal, so still a little harder. Next on the non-existent banner, but banner, uh, the one I am very much looking forward to. Uh, this character is so good. Uh, not really. He's such a meme, and his art is per. I, I think that's Ipe who does that art, and I'm a big Ipe, I'm a big Ipe fan. So, uh, Daros from shadow dragon and the blade of light so he's joining uh weird as like one of the only units from that game. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh he is your free unit and he's gonna be your tempest trials unit which i was like as soon as i saw that i was like well i don't know if someone on this banner i got i might grab like a geese and then get out but um yeah he's great look at his art he's got a broom <laughs> the deck yeah, or yeah something, something like, like that uh he doesn't have any skills unfortunately he's got um earth boost so good and he's what? got odd defense yeah. wave which is i guess okay yeah. and then shove i kind of want to so yeah, yeah shove you trade off infantry pulse and repo which are kind of useful for odd defense wave and an axe, I guess. <laughs> like, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to have the same effect as whatever Geese's Lance yes. does, so it's probably going to so be solid. I, we just I don't hope know. it's good. Uh... When it comes to stat spread, uh, just use Roth. <laughs> um, that's about it. <laughs> Ross's stat spread is so bad. Yeah, he is. I, I'm going to use Daros for the Tempest Trials. So I think with Daros, you get less attack and less yeah. res. Or, 
I think I think they have about the same speed, maybe, and Daros has a little more yeah. defense. That's about so it. So the Just has all these final moves. unit on the uh, Fingma Jig on the uh, Fae Channel Pirate Banner, which, by the way, did I mention it's so much better than the Dancer Banner? We have ourselves a. Are they called Resplendent here? No, not Resplendent. Uh, Resonance Heroes. Uh, Resonance Heroes. I was like Duo, kind of. Yeah. Fancy, Fancy Duo Heroes that got a new name. Yeah. So we got Veronica. She's back. We're going to talk about her later. Uh, and Xander, he's there. Sure. I'm still surprised Xander wasn't the lead unit. I but kind of sure. wish it was Xander, but that's fine. It would have made a lot more sense with the stats. Spread, yeah. But. <laughs> She's got a lot of things, which we probably won't go over, but lots of primo skills. She looks like the... She's got attack, defense, solo, four, attack, defense low and attack defense gap and then a weapon which it's probably it's got special cooldown count minus one it may be something that lets them double yeah that's about all yeah. we know uh neil how do you feel or, or how do you feel about uh, this unit I, I this unit is gonna be it's, it's okay the best part is it's a cat <laughs> that's about it because where she's going to be used is Resplendent Battles, and that's about it. Um, it makes sense to have Veronica and Xander. <laughs> I don't know if I would have said this would be in the best spot, oh, well. but uh, it works. I love Veronica's <laughs> art personally, and fun fact for you. Oh. Yeah, she's really cute in this. But fun fact for Xander here is that that is actually based off of a Japanese-exclusive DLC for Fates. That was a Halloween DLC. Yep. Um, so what I'm saying is maybe we might get Mummy Setsuna for, uh, for the Halloween banner. That'd be kind of dope. That'd be really cool. Uh, what if, what if we just get, uh, what if we just get, what is it? Um, vampire? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And, uh, he's got a cypher card, which is really cool looking. So, yeah. um, I'm all down for pirate Xander, but unfortunately Veronica's there. So I think the only other person in that, like, Halloween DLC, I think it was Obero was a pumpkin or something. And it just <laughs> yeah. Like uh, we don't actually know the so, uh, resplendent skill. Resplendent. I keep saying that the resonant skill yet. Yeah, so. the resonant skill. Um, but odds are these guys are gonna be what you need for resonance battles because it's just been Mia every week, who's probably gonna be a, a little more useful than this unit just because she's yeah. colorless. But so uh. Next ring that we're gonna kind of, kind of quickly go through because we don't have a lot of time, but we'll have plenty of time to chat about this if we can. Um, the brand new update information: we got some pretty uh, scary stuff <laughs> coming to the game. Uh, some stuff that hasn't it said it was supposed to come out, but it hasn't yet. So. <laughs> Uh, we got a uh, new inventory kind of area on the screen for bigger phones, which one of mine is like that where, yeah. So well. on like the top and the bottom of the screens, you're going to have your inventory for all of your other currencies, which hundred percent fine with me because the only other way to check to see how many divine codes I have is to either go to the inventory spot, which is very tedious or, Oh, I just that's what I do thing. too, and then I click on it, and be like, okay, how much do I have? <laughs> like, so uh, yeah, uh, I'm a little surprised the turn count is gonna be as useful as I like. I did never thought, oh yeah, I need turn count, but then it's like, yeah, turn count, count would be so that's especially for like the odd and even speed wave stuff. Uh, I yeah. have a yeah, yeah, and like any of the turn count matters kind of units, so yeah. it. Like, like I have a, I have Summer Byleth, and her duo skill uh, refreshes every um, every turn. Three turns. And it's nice to have with the residence battles as well, with the um, all of the treasure stuff on the top, so you can click on that instead of going to the actual inventory or the item. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of resplendent, I keep saying that. Resonance battles. Uh, when you hit edit teams over the uh, over the resonance battles, they will automatically filter to the bonus units, which is very nice. Personally, uh, I tend to just hit calves. You're not going to use 
people that are bonus units. I just hit calves, so, so yeah, this yeah makes sense. It, it helps. So that's there. Uh, I hope you're ready for Heroes and Fates season. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, we're getting new arena oh, maps. Yeah. Sure. Uh, they looked half of them looked annoying half of them looked okay uh and then the biggest i think thing about this update is that summoning pool changes is happening once again uh we have ourselves the uh gen gen 2 units are uh going to be going away from the actual pool basically everyone from makaya zelgius and soth banner so the start of January of the second year. No, it's the first January of the game, basically. All the way up until CYL2. So every unit before CYL2 that was five-star exclusive this, is snapped. This CYL2. makes me sad because I have a plus four Brave Hector and a plus four Flying Nino. And they're both going away. So... I have a plus five Mur that have just been off banner, and I have never yeah. been sad to yeah. get her. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, I guess they're on revival banners, but I've only ever summoned on one of those revival banners. For Same, and they so. were called Hector. So, <laughs> hey, you might be able to get a Shiro now. Who? Uh, and the last thing on the update, and then we're just going to briefly go over the rest because I know we don't have a lot of time. But the last thing on the update that, again, we're going to talk about on TLWS proper, uh, probably go way in too much into depth on it, but the CYL2 uh, units, so Brave Celica, Brave Hector, Brave Veronica, and Brave uh, Ephraim are all getting refines. Uh, there is one unit that doesn't deserve it on that, and it's called Brave Veronica. Um, She's already like the best staff unit in the game still. I hope they nerf her. <laughs> Just, I think from from the looks of it, it's supportive. Which, it's... I mean, if they buffer healing, if they buffer healing and don't do anything with the damage, hundred percent fine with that. So, uh, last thing before we dip on out of here, the uh, summer fave rewards, basically, it, it all of the stuff that you expect. Uh, we've got dragonflowers, we've got grails, we've got orbs. I think, it, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Faye was like, 55 orbs. I was like, oh, 55 orbs. Oh, damn. I was like, that doesn't in the grand scheme of things but thanks uh daily uh daily bhb revivals along with their banners uh daily daily maps, maps which i love she was like hey uh here is the um here is the normal difficulty or the hard difficulty is like dog i just thought about a both like, like what are you doing yeah uh and the last thing before we get on out of here is the hero fest banner and um don't summon on it personally because the <laughs> gen 2 units i mean you have the tickets so do but maybe maybe wait, maybe wait and check the twitter but uh the units on there we have bernadetta for some odd reason sure uh skill fodder sure we got nagi disencounter uh, uh ephraim duo ephraim Good unit and okay. Sophus for some reason. So, skill fodder. <laughs> skill fodder? Uh, yeah. The two units, Bernadetta and Ephraim, are probably the best two on it just because Nagi's armor. Yeah. So, uh, and Sophus, sure, but there's better red infantry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I hope you enjoyed this little bonus segment of summoner's call and two lords about swords crossover extravaganza um yeah uh you can check us out on twitter at opera zombie 707 for me and at lord underscore nero for neil uh, you can always hit us up on the discord we're happy to talk and uh, check out two lords about swords uh the best way i could describe it is again i'm casual neil's hardcore and we just kind of mash together and we talk a lot about fire emblem and fire emblem heroes but we also talk a lot about anime sometimes 
Uh, we do top fives. Uh, actually, our 100th episode is coming out in, well, it'll be another like six weeks, but we're going to be doing our top 10 favorite video games of all time, which is super exciting, and a bunch of other just top fives. And we talk a lot about just Nintendo content in general. So if you uh, want to check us out, and uh, it would make me happy a lot. Um, also, we are a casual kind of podcast in a way where we're just kind of two friends just chatting. So if you like that kind of idea, um, yeah, consider us checking us out. Other than that, though, we will talk to you guys again, hopefully real soon.